When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is that, Minerva? And welcome back to the Cop Podcast. It is the big one. It is the Manx. It is on Sunday, half four kickoff at Anfield. It's going to be an absolute fucking massive game. I can't wait for it. Um, and yeah, I'm Mick, as always, and I'm joined, as always, by Christian to get fully stuck into these. Uh, how are you feeling, lad? Good. Um, you know, having a good feeling about it. Um, I know people talking about, you know, these kind of games always, you know, get a bit of nerves and stuff. And obviously we'll have a few, but, you know, our fans just in this game, um, looking at form, looking at uh, potential starting lineup and all that kind of stuff. So bring them on. Let's make it fucking, you know, Eric Tanhag, to be honest. So, <laughs> you know, 10 goals, 10 nil, fucking new record. And just fucking get it, give it. I don't want it to give him the boot. I want them to, you know, keep him, but... It's nice when it's actually us getting man mank managers to sack, to be honest. Yeah, I mean I, I mean I love yeah, I think any manager, but when it's a Man United manager is even better, especially like Mourinho in the past. There's been a few others, hasn't he? Um where it's been like the last the last nail in the coffin was getting was getting beat by Liverpool and then they get sacked. I hope we batter them and I, I hope they don't sack them because <laughs> it's, I've seen loads of people online, like just like, oh, Klopp finished seventh, then then he finished fifth, then he finished. I, I don't know, I don't know the, the exact figures or whatever, but like people just basically saying, oh, Klopp did this year one, then he did this year two, then he did this year three, and then like, oh, Arteta did this, and then it's like, well, um, like, why why are we talking about that when they've spent like two billion and it's it's still the still shit. It's funny, isn't it? Exactly. You know, it's all about the progress, though. Like, you, you, you can even see the first game. It's, it's Obviously, it's a bit of, like, too much in an example, but you could see in the first game the club took over that, you know, something changed straight away after Brendan Rodgers and all that. So, and from there, he took us to the Europa League final. Obviously, we lost that. But, you know, from there, we could see changes and we could see a new total style of football. Everyone got into it. So everything is about that. You know, people still question Eric Ten Hag and about what the identity of Man United is and how, exactly. how what, what what do they want, what kind of football do they want to play. You know, you can, you hear it every fucking, you know, week in and week out from, you know, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher in the overlap yeah. or whatever. They talk about Man United and what do they want, what do, how, how are they going to play and all that. So that's the thing. Now he's been... I can't remember how long he's been in Man United, but anyway, he's been there quite long. He spent loads of money and is still really poor. So that's the thing. Klopp took us, you know, forward all the time. And since then, obviously, won everything. And we never looked back, really. 
yeah, I think you could see day one, like first game, you could see like oh, we're gonna we're gonna run as much as we can. That 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 was the identity. Closed down, heavy metal football, whatever the whatever they call the, um, which I know Klopp hates hates that when people mention that, but that's kind of what it was. It was full throttle. Everyone, everyone ran their ass off basically to cover the space and to, and to block passing lanes, and there was a clear identity. Whereas with them, I mean, it is it is funny. It is funny that when you when you watch them, I mean, like when you when you look at the league table, like we've said this for a few weeks, like. That twenty-seven points, they're in sixth. It's not. A, it's not actually that bad, really, when you look at it. But I feel like that they're, they're like fixture list or whatever. I feel like this, this, this gone into December and gone into January. I think hopefully they'll start to get even worse. I think they even like the getting knocked out of the Champions League by Munich. The last game they got battered by um, Bournemouth, which was just absolutely fucking glorious. I feel like it's. I don't know if it's like this beginning of the end for Ten Hag, or they're gonna be like, "Oh, we we've kept doing that for for ages now. We're gonna we're gonna keep him." And I hope it's the I hope it's the latter. To be fair, yeah, and you know, it's it's just one of them where you look at Klopp and his first time in Liverpool, and you can tell straight away the players were, you know, on board straight away to fight for him, run for him, and he just have that personality where you. I think he's that kind of leader who just makes you want to, you know, perform. He just want to, you know, like Bill Shankly used to say, obviously, you know, you, you're you going to run through a brick wall for Liverpool wearing that shirt. And for me, kind of that way, I think that's how players look at Cup and when they, you know, talk to him about what he wants with Liverpool and where he want to go and where he wants a player in a team, you know, when he's signing players or whatever, that's the way and that's how they feel when they're going to play for us and come to wear the red shirt and I don't know about Eric Ten Hag you know I don't want to be too disrespectful if you want to be a little bit professional to be honest but I don't get the feeling that the players are feeling that kind of thing because some managers just have that aura Mourinho is a you know weird one but he used to have it in Chelsea in his first period there like they were they were brilliant obviously they bought loads of players because of the money and stuff but he brought them all together made a team out of them and made them really really good some managers just have that kind of way with them where players just like fucking i adore you i'm gonna do everything for you and Klopp has that and you know eric ten hagdeson so i guess i'm lucky yeah but you know in the long term it's it's like you said it's hard because are we seeing the end of him, you know, in Man United? And we we obviously want to see, you know, him being there, you know, <laughs> contract, long-term contract, please. But, you know, if you're going to look at it a little bit seriously, it might be they say that we win 3-4-0 and they're shit. You know, they, they just went out of Champions League being at the bottom of the table there, just not playing in Europa, you know, even more. Uh, or Europa League, I mean, Conference League, whatever. But then also you look at, you know, losing at home against Bournemouth, losing away at Liverpool, obviously you, you can expect it nowadays because it's that kind of difference between the teams. But if you get that, like last time was 7-0, obviously, if you get like 3-4-0 this time, you know, you're looking at the latest records of games and how many goals they conceded and what games they actually lost. Any other manager would be up for the sack and I guess he would be as well. And I've I, I seen rumours today on Twitter saying they even looking at Graham Potter, to be honest, you know, to take mm-hmm. over. How much, you know, seriousness there is in that, I don't know. But it's just one of them where you start to think, like, might there be something if we actually beat them where he's actually gone? I don't know. Yeah, I think getting getting beat 3 now by Bournemouth, then following it up with a... I mean, I watched the, the, the game against Bayern. They were just 
they're just they're just a poor side. They're missing loads of players, which we'll get on to in a minute, which I guess has to be factored in, but wasn't factored in when we had fucking twelve people out. Don't give the, everyone was just like, oh, just crack on with it, lads. Injuries are part of the game, yada yada yada, whatever. But they were just they were, it. They were shit uh, against Bayern as well, and they went out with a whimper, bottom of the bottom of the table, and it's like fucking hell. It's just like, and then Newcastle do it as well, and you're like, this is like. I just wish Liverpool. You watching them sides get, get like finishing bottom of the groups. You like, I just wish Liverpool were a little bit better last year for a longer time. Would have been the Champions League now and whatever. Just would have been easily got through the group with the way we've been playing and whatever. But I guess it's, that's can't change the past, unfortunately. But it's just just looking at them sides. You're like, yeah, it's you're clearly not made for the Champions League. You just you just at a at a mad level where you can be good some games and, and not so much other games. Um, but. We don't actually spend that usually that much time spending about talking about opposition, but I think this one deserves it a little bit because, like we said, they've we battered them seven 0 last year. The whole build up to that was mad because the clip I love is where Neville's talking to Sunes and he's like, "These are tough. These are tough. These are tough fellas and all that, and uh, and they're going to stand up to the task." And I've never been this confident in seven years and all this shit. He's saying, "I'm like." Yeah, at the time, I, I understand the feeling because, like, the way like we were going into it, to it, and the way they were going into it, and then for us to batter them seven nil, it couldn't have happened to a better bunch of people and a better team um, to kind of go in there and absolutely tank them. Um, but then when you factor in like the the three nil against Bournemouth and like going out the Champions League and all that, and then the injury list as well, which is is quite considerable. We were talking about it before we started recording. When you're looking, and this is just off live score. Um, I'll read out the list. So on lives, got it's Martinez, Casemiro, um, Diallo, Martial, Eriksen, Maguire. Obviously, Sancho's not there. Shaw, Rashford, Mount, Malassia, Lindelof, and then Fernandez <laughs> disciplinary um, because of yellow cards. So, yeah, it's a it's a hefty list. But if she was on the other foot, they'd be looking at that going, this side that's going to get put out this weekend. Is going to be severely depleted, but it, that doesn't matter. Let's just go there and absolutely hammer them because that, like all the, the all the names I've just mentioned, there would probably would probably start. So they're going to be severely, severely depleted, even more than they would be anyway. Having Ten Hag in charge and having having a shit team and a shit fan base and all that to go along with it, but um, it's it that I think that makes it even more interesting because they're going to be fully up for it. Because of those, I think like even like the Crystal Palace game where they like I mentioned in the in the, in that show where when you've got players out, it can it might where do they again galvanize it might galvanize them a little bit more to be a bit more defense <laughs> defensively um, sound or whatever. Hopefully not, probably not, but I think that's I guess something that we've got to look at to exploit that at this time and just and just go just proper go for it. Yeah, um, I agree with you. You know, looking at their injury list and potential injuries and plays out, obviously, if they come, you know, with, you know, players that are not playing usually for them in starting 11, but, you know, come to Anfield, you know, be solid and all that kind of stuff, I guess, you know, we got a proper chance here to actually give them hell, to be honest, because if we're putting out our best team at home at Anfield with, you know, the most the most crowd at Anfield since, I don't know, the 60s or 70s or whatever, I can't remember what I read, but, you know, since yeah, Wolves came years. back. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll look at that as well, which will give us a boost, and we know that they have injuries, we know that they are, um, you know, they, they lost against 
Bayern Munich went out of Europe. They lost against Bournemouth at home. You know, they, they are in a moment where it's not very good, you know, in terms of self-confidence and where they are at the moment. They don't, they're, not, they're not in a form. All that kind of stuff obviously gives us positive vibes. And you can't underestimate anything, obviously, because it's still this, you know, big game. But, you know, we, we got so many opportunities in this fixture that we, you know, can't look away from in terms of the quality that we have compared to their team and with all the injuries and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just very much looking forward to this game because I think if we go out there and just, you know, like like you said, give them hell, just give, you know, go at them straight away, it could easily be a 3-4-0, to be honest. And I don't want to be there, you know, oh, it's going to be easy because it's never easy, but I can see that we got all these opportunities to actually take this game to our place and make it the way we want to and give them something that, you know, that they can't stop. Yeah, it's on us. And I think that we've also got a factor in that we've been winning games, but we've not been very good recently. I feel like that's sort of that. It, we, we've said in the last show, it needs to change. And what better way to, to kind of get yourself back on uh, track in terms of performances in a game like this, where everyone's got to be up for it. And like you said, in front of the highest capacity for over f- for 50 years, 57,000 are going to be in the ground on Sunday, which an extra 7,000 people in there, that makes a, a lot of difference. There's 7,000 more voices in there. You can make the voice, voices heard and, and to make that atmosphere even, even more um, louder than than it, than it would be. I, and I love that it's half four as well because I'm sick of these games when they're like half 12 and and we know half 12 is everyone's half asleep. The, fan, the players are, the fans are and whatever and it's understandable but Half four is a perfect time where everyone's had plenty of time, a few bevies in town, get yourself down to the match, have a bevy in the ground and then and then crack on. But again, it's it's just exciting, isn't it? Because like something like that, like extra fans in the stadium is gonna be huge, not even just for this game, though. For this is the the, the first game it's gonna be it's gonna be like that. But for the, for the rest of the season as well, it's, I think it's coming like a perfect time for us because we've got this, then we've got West Ham, we've got Arsenal, and then there's obviously loads more games coming up as well where those like small percentages of having more on the ground can definitely help. Yeah, of course. And, you know, we look at the Premier League fixtures. If we look away from West Ham being a cup game, you know, we've got Man United at home, we've got Arsenal at home. And with, you know, there 7,000 more people in the, in the stands, that would be, you know, big boost for us. And I think, you know, with these two games, I'm really excited because that could make such an, um, a great impact and a big, um, uh, you know how we look at it when we come back after these two games if we can get the points from there it could be such a big change in everything so you know this game against Man United they're always big you know like 70 last time and when I was over when we went to a game I can't remember if it was yet four nil um and you know we've been so good against them in the last few years obviously we lost I think away um, you know, last season where we were really poorly, and you know, I, you know, so you know, you go into Old Trafford, even though they are not the best team anymore, it's a tough uh, place to go. But you know, playing them at home with more uh, fans in the stands and all the, you know, what I what I said before with all the injuries they have and the form and everything, it's just one of them where you know you can't you can't look at it in in another way than. This is one up for the grabs because all the games in the past against Man United will be like, oh, this will be a very tough one. And now I'm actually looking at them like they could be any fucking team in the bottom 
<laughs> bottom half and be like, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's just, it's just actually the name Manchester United and the badge that, you know, looks like, oh, it's a, and obviously, yes, they are a world, you know, known big club. I don't, you know, say anything else because that would be stupid. But at, at the moment, it's just actually the name just being Manchester United. It's like, oh, but looking at the team is, but uh, well, you know, they're not, they're not better than fucking Everton, to be honest. You know, if Everton didn't have their, 10 points taken off them. They would be, you know, now with their form actually doing quite well. They yeah. it wouldn't be long off them, to be honest, and stuff like that. So at the moment, it's just like, just just go and give them hell, like I said, because I don't think there's been a better opportunity playing them than now, to be honest. Like, even in the past, when we played them, we battled them 7-0. They still had good players, but this is, when you look at it, this is an opportunity that I just wanted us to go out there and do our job because, and how we do it uh, um, at home as well. So, it's just one of them. I And I know that we had in our group chat some people say, you know, oh, is it only me, you know, feeling a bit nervy about this game and stuff? And I understand that. Yeah, yeah, it's normal because that's what you're used to against them. But I said something about, I'm actually not nervous. I'm more excited because I just feel that we are so much better at the moment. And obviously, you can never say it's going to be, like I said, easy. They can go and give us, you know, an upset at home. That can happen. But the odds are obviously with us. I just feel that this is a moment where if we go and win this against Man United, which is the biggest rivals, one of the biggest games in world football, and we continue our form and actually, because we haven't played well away, but we still won. But if we can continue the form at home, going forward, winning against Man United comfortably and, you know, solid and showing to everyone else that we actually are the business this season, those kind of wins can take us somewhere and that can mean something at the end of the season as well. So, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, and when you look at the home table, like seven seven games, seven wins, plus 16 goal difference. So the home form is has not been an issue. And I think that the away form is steadily getting better with the Palace and the, um, the re- recent results. That's steadily, we're steadily we're third in the away table, if you're interested, which is, I mean, you need to be top of both of them if you want to be in, in a chance to win the Premier League. So we're, we're getting there. Um, but you know what I loved as well? You were like talking about them and you were like, oh yeah, they've got a massive fan base and being respectful. And I, I said before, They've got a shit manager and they've got a shit fan base. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean like a fan base. I mean like they are a big club, obviously in in world football. You can't take take that away from them. But at the moment, they are, you know, they, they they're not in a good place. And you yeah. know, fans are upset. They, you know, you you're looking you're looking at so many things that connect to Man United on Twitter because it's just a laugh. You know, you you don't you don't want to be bothered with them and taking your time of the day because you always want to be focused on Liverpool. But there's so many good things to laugh about when you look like on online and just you know because they they are they are they are um, in what do you call it like a mental breakdown. That's, that's that's where they are at the moment, and because they ruined, and I know you've said it as well, they ruined our childhood in one way exactly. in terms of in terms of football because they won everything. They were always great, they had great players, and you can't take that away from them. Because in one way, I respect what you know Ferguson did and how he built teams because it was in a correct way com- compared to City and Chelsea and all the other rest of them. You know, so you, I always respect that, and that's why I call them you know the biggest rivals because I think what they yeah. what they did in the past compared to what we do now, it's the same. You know, you're building success by doing it the right way in terms of rules and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you look at them now, they are shit, and it's so fun to watch all these fans, especially the huge one. They are, you know, famous fans online, 
just having a mental Old break. Bridge. Yeah, yeah, it is brilliant. And obviously, it's because of the times of the day when you got all the online things going on. You didn't have that 15, 20 years ago. But, you know, it's it's a laugh. And I love to take part of it because it, it just gives me joy to be one of them. Like, yeah, we're so much better than you at the moment. And hopefully we'll be for another another five, ten years. Because at the moment, you so shit. So I will just laugh at you. So let's take a moment and laugh at Man United. <laughs> Well, it is because if you if you grew up in your, in the nineties like we did, then it was it was, it was miserable because they they just won everything and every time I mean every time we played them and we were, weren't that good and they were boss they only ever beat us by like a one or two goals. I first feel like we all and we, even if sorry sorry to interrupt, but even if if we played them and won with Danny Murphy free kicks or goals, you know and, yeah. exactly they still won like the Premier League yeah. because they were so that good. So we we had that game and we were happy about it because we yeah we beat Man United. It could be home or it could be away. But they still won trophies, so that's the thing. That was the main thing, yeah, of course, yeah. and that was that was why one of the reasons why like those wins are so celebrated because it was like oh we didn't like do much else in the season and in, in the Premier League season those years. But yeah, if you get a win over United, that was always a a good point. Um, I guess like last year where we didn't have it that good of a season, but we battered them seven 0 I think that was like <laughs> I think I think you said that would be always be the season that we battered them that we battered them seven 0 because like you said those clips that you can get like there's one I particularly love where it's like it's all of them it's like Goldbridge and a couple of the others um, and like just reacting to each goal as they go in and it's just like I watched that again earlier today that's I'm <laughs> I'm obsessed with it I fucking love that video yeah. uh, if you haven't seen it search for it it's boss um, but yeah. It's that, and that's what makes it. Because I feel like all those injuries that all the players that are going to be missing, whatever, and because they're Man United, and they can't, like, they can't come to Anfield and sit back. Because I think that's what they'd like to do. They'd love to do that, especially with the injuries they got, and they might do it a little bit, a little bit more because because they've got so many. But they, in theory, they can't come to our ground and put ten men behind the ball and do like what. Palace would do or Fulham would do and whatever because their fans would just not get on board with that because and their manager probably wouldn't be be a fan of doing that anyway but I just think it's interesting because if they we struggle against teams that do do that and if the if the showing energy and fight like we've saw in recent games where we've not been that great if you show a bit of fight and determination you can you can make us you make us struggle a little bit but I feel like this one hopefully is one where they try and come out and try and nick a goal and then once we get one then they start to roll in i mean i'm just i'm just living the dream now i'm just i'm dreaming it in my mind exactly how it's gonna go and it might go completely wrong it might i'm saying there's always there's always like you said there's always a chance it could just be i mean but if you, if you ask me now would you take would you take one nil absolutely i would because I, I feel like any win is as long as we get three points at sound but yeah. With the injuries and the way it, the seasons are going and whatever, I just feel like it's such a massive opportunity for these lads to go right. These are these are sore. They need it. They need a, a, a performance. They need a, a draw to be good for them, so that they'd, they'd be they'd be off for just getting a point and nicking a nicking a point and, and running away with it. Um, but it's it's such a massive opportunity for these lads to put a marker down and go right. We're top of the league. Let's go and batter these and then let's let lose this as like a little as a little booster for the rest of the season because I feel like it can that, stuff like this and games like this can can elevate your levels even more for yeah. the rest of the season especially the in the period of the season that we're in as well totally have you got your seven ups prepared in the fridge <laughs> 
yeah. I, you know, I loved all that. Like after, and then they were like, you know, the fans were like posting like the European Cup, like our European Cup, and like with with seven up on it. I was like, wow, are we, like how are you making this into it? Like a a joke? Like you're trying to sarcastically make a joke out of it. And then obviously we got, I think we got beat by like was a. Was it like Bournemouth or something? And they were like putting like cans of cherry coke on on Twitter because like the cherries. I was like, "This is a this is bar- embarrassing new levels of you trying to get back at, at us." You know what I mean? It's just it's it, yeah. I mean, online's a different beast than it. But let let's get into let's get into the serious stuff and like what who who's going to start for Liverpool? Because what I always do is I read out the previous Premier League game. So of course we had Allison back, which like we said, it was a is a massive. A massive boost, actually, to be said on the on the USG show. It might have been the USG show, sorry. Um, but Allison being back is absolutely key, and it was key in that Palace game because the save he pulled off and that was just again ridiculous. But the team for the Palace game was Allison, Trent, Quonset, Van Dijk, Simicast, Gravenberg, Endo, Zobersly, Salah, Nunes, and Diaz. What are you thinking for this one? What are you thinking, lad? Mm, well, I think you know we we're gonna play. Obviously, the best team that we have. Uh, it looks like obviously McAllister is out uh, with that yeah. cut and the uh, stitches and everything. Uh, I, I think that was horrible that we heard from Klopp when he said, "You know, we went through the muscle down to the bone." I was like, yeah. "Fucking hell!" <laughs> I was so fucking hell. Uh, I was like, Ugh. "But uh, anyway, you know, uh, he's very important to us, obviously." Uh, but I think you know, in terms of if we can play um, Subosly. Gavin Birch and I don't know, maybe Elliot plays because I think, you know, what Crystal Palace, it obviously, you know, if you look at the Europa League game with Elliot, he wasn't good. But, you know, I think in Premier League, he's been good and he's got energy. And now with um, McAllister out, we might, you know, try to do something like that. Or I don't know, maybe, you know, we play Endo as well because of the defensive uh, role that he plays. It's it's a tough one when it comes to midfield because you always think Sobosly is going to play. I really do want to see Graham Birch because I think he brings something. I've said that before. I think, you know, in terms of being a physical lad and all that, bringing the ball forward, I, mean, I think he's good and I think he thrives and if you, if you can play and get into rhythm, I think that's a good thing. It's just a it's just a question of will he go with like Endo who's actually a defensive midfielder or will he maybe play, you know, in a different way? I, I don't know. But then you come to the front three, I'm sure it will be Diaz, Nunez, Salah. Um, and when it comes to uh, central defenders, I guess Kunat is going to go in there with with Tamikas and Trent playing on the, on the other sides of each other, obviously left and right. So... You know, it's the best team that we can get out there with that with McAllister's out. I guess um, I don't know if you're looking at something else, but that's that's what my feeling. From, you know, from from watching obviously the Rupa League game and and last game, and obviously with Elliot doing that well, I think in one way he could deserve to start as well. It's a tough one. It is. I f- I feel like we've we spoke on the Palace game of like we had <clears throat> not a great game, but the 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 forward three was starving. They were absolutely starving. They didn't have. They weren't in the game much. Of course, Salah gets the goal. Um, but in terms of like Nunes, Diaz, and Salah being in the game, we just like like Palace limited the way we were getting to them quite well. To be fair, but like in this game, we need to get Salah and Diaz running at their fullback straight away. Nunes, if there's space in behind, then crack on, lad, crack on. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Quanza uh, done well. Of course, he gave away the pen, which I thought was a. I guess it was a penalty, but I think apart from that, I think in the in the USG game he was really good. So, 
But then I do think Canate comes in. I think because he gets 45, I feel like it's probably just there. Just throw him in for this one just because he's got the experience. Then, yeah, Trent and Van Dijk and Simicass. Yeah, Gravenberg or Jones. I don't know. He, I don't know. He might he might put Jones in. I don't know. But I, I feel like on on current form, I think Gravenberg deserves to start just because of his ability to drive the ball. I think Jones is better at pressing and will press for you more often and more and quicker. But I think Gravenberg, when you're in possession, I think this is a game where we'll hopefully have loads of possession. He's one that can dribble around, yeah, get round, yeah, he can. Um, like his dribbling ability is ridiculous. I think every time I see him do it, that those little jinx, it surprises me every time how good he is at it. So I think even like getting those and getting free kicks around the box where you can allow Trent or Zobbistai to have a belter from from the edge of the box is always, and I think that's why for me, Gravenberg would, would just get in ahead of, of Jones. And then yeah, I think Endo starts, Zobbistai starts. I feel like you just got this game, you've just got to go, here's your best 11, throw them out there, and then. Just see what carnage they can cause. Just get them riled up, and and yeah, I mean, there. It's probably like the worst thing to say. And Klopp won't be saying anything like this, like they're there for the taking or whatever. But it'll be, it'll be like look at like, like look at the table, look how good we're doing. Like, don't worry about them. It's like just let's get the dust the cobwebs off in terms of like performance in recent games, which isn't even that important. We've still been winning, but in terms of getting them performance levels back up, I just feel like this is like it's set up. Perfectly for us to, to 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 go to go and and to put out the your best eleven and and just just batter them. That's that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah, the, my only concern, to be honest, is you know as much as I like Endo, I also think that you know he even today, uh, you know when we watch the Europa League uh, or Thursday, sorry, uh, you know it's um, it's one of them where you think maybe he's a little bit slow with it with the ball and you know Crystal Palace as well. He was substituted. At half time, if I don't remember uh, wrong, yeah. and you know this kind of game, even if we're at home, it's just one of them where you need people in midfield with pace on the ball. Like, could it be that he played Curtis Jones in 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 that holding midfield role because he is a little better with the ball, maybe being quicker with the turn, like McAllister usually yeah. does. Like, he's he's quicker in mind, he's a little bit quicker with his feet, or would he try to play? You know. In a different way, because I don't mind end up playing together with, say, Graven Birch and Summer It's just I'm a little bit concerned about his recent form in the last couple of games because I think he's given away opportunities for the opposition. Like yeah. if they, if we're on the break and they win the ball from him, and they go and we're on, we're on the way to attack and they win the ball there, it's always dangerous. Um, we saw that against Crystal Palace, um, and we've seen it in a few games, and I'm not sure that. That was, you know, that that would not benefit us. We need someone who's a little bit more comfortable with the ball, a bit quicker with the ball. And with McAllister's out, I wonder who he might go with. If it if it doesn't go with Ando, obviously, because I would be a little bit concerned if I saw Ando starting just because of the last couple of games. I don't know about you, but you know, yeah. how would you how would you mix up the midfield if Ando doesn't start? Who would be that holding? Yeah. Who would hold the uh, uh, yeah have that holding role? I feel like yeah, I've, I, I do think. Endo will start because I feel like this type of game, like I said, I think we'll have most of the ball. I think when we've got it, I think in yeah, and I agree with you. In like previous games, he hasn't moved it as quicker or as quickly as he as he should be. And like just like one touch pass, he's been taking too many. But I feel like it's it's getting him. The more you play him, I guess he'll get 
better at that. I feel like that the only way he gets better at that is by is by playing. So I feel like it, for me he would be. But if if you're saying then he doesn't, then yeah, I think you could throw Gomez in at right back and put Trent in there. You could do that. That's definitely an option. Or yeah, there's there's Jones. You could do. We've I mean we've had a game where we had Zobers Lyon as Jones as like a double pivot, and we we changed the formation slightly and and went from there. So I mean, there's there's plenty of options, but I just feel like he will just go endo back in and just keep the faith of them and and yeah, just hope he has a good game because I think he's he's had a a bit of a like. Like checkered season, I'd, I'd say. Like just like he's had a few good games. He scored a few good, few good goals, good assists for Zobislav's Belter um, against Leicester, and like he and progressive passes. He's when he turns and he's got a bit of space, he's got a great pass on him. But I think it's sometimes in those in those tighter areas where that team's going to pressure. I worry about him a little bit because he hasn't got the he's especially not away, obviously. Yeah, he's not fast enough or strong enough to hold them off or to to win it back from there. He's he's going to give a foul away and stuff. So it, it it's definitely an interesting one. But and and we've got options definitely. But I, I I do just think he's going to go endo. And if it's not working out again, and for and hopefully it does, then we can switch it. But like we've seen, like when, like you said, the half time in the Palace game, um, endo came off. Uh, Gomez came on. We saw Trent in midfield. So we might. We might see that from the start and get, and see Trent in midfield from the start of a game for once. I don't know. There's there's plenty of options in there. Yeah, and you know, I think Endo's been, you know, it's been different um, performances from him. But I think that he's, you know, since, since he came in, I think he's showed that he can play for us. But it depends on, like you said, the game and if it's home or away. Because against Crystal Palace, obviously, he was caught many times, um, and I think. If he plays at home and we got like midfielders like Ravenberg, so it was like obviously carrying the ball forward and being the creative place, and he got more time and space to actually, you know, be used like get like we call him like the brick wall win ball and give it away to someone who can actually be more creative with it. Um, that's fine with me, obviously, at home in a different kind of situation of a game where he have more time because he won't be as pressured as he's away from home. Uh, so I get that, and I don't think that's a uh, a weird shout so it might be that but you know it's just one of them where you think it would be interesting to see Trent in a midfield role as well with maybe Gomez to the right because of the creativity that he brings but I'm I'm not sure we are actually 100% there yet I don't know we'll see but you know in terms of the starting lineup which we started to discuss I think um, you know it's going to be obviously the, the, the best uh, team that we can put out at the moment and you know, I don't really have any concerns that we will give Man United, you know, the the toughest time of their lives on Sunday with that team. If they go out, they can give hundred percent from the start. Yeah, I think in 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 those defence a little bit, I guess, like McAllister um, got in got injured, of course. Then Endo uh, came on in the full on game, but since then, we had Sheffield United away. He started that one. We've had Palace away, and we've had USG away. So it's all been away games in a row, which again is. Is tricky when again, like he's he's an experienced player, but he still needs to get used to how we play, and especially when you're playing with like, especially the USG game when you're up, up with loads of young lads and whatever, and you've got to try and and he he can do better. I think that's cl- clear as day. You can do better in certain situations where he can just take one touch, play it around the side or stuff like that. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, I hope he does play just to 
kind of keep his levels up. And I think, yeah, well, well I mean, we'll see. It's going to be interesting because there's definitely, like we always say, there's there's plenty of options and we can always change it up a little bit if we need to. Um, yeah, so we've we, we come to the best part of the show, the score prediction. What are you thinking? Easily 7-0. <laughs> I was thinking 9, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or ten, just to make sure that you know we ten hard, yeah. yeah. Um, now, seriously though, it's always a tough one because I, I think you know when you look back on the seven nil, you probably went like maybe three one two nil, you know that kind of normal. Um, and I, I don't, you know, you, you never want to be too carried away, but I do fence us. I'll, I'll say, I say four one Liverpool. I, th- I think we score a couple. Of, we might concede one, but I just say four one. Like they might just get like a. I don't know, a daft penalty or a, or a counter-attack which goes their way or whatever, but we still outscore them without any problems. Sound. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 3-0, to be honest. So we're, we're both going pl- plus three on the yeah. um, goal difference. But yeah, I just... I mean, like I said before, I'd take 1-0, 2-0, easy. Of course, if, yeah. If, if you'd offered me it now and it was a definite win, I would absolutely take it. I think similar to like a derby, like an Everton game where you're like, I don't care, just just win, just win the game. I think that we've been showing a lot of just win mentality in recent games where we've not played very well. This one, I would I would take it. I'd like a bit more performance, just like we've mentioned all the circumstances of injuries and how they're performing and going out to Champions League, losing to Bournemouth and whatever. They're, they're going to be one to strike back, but I feel like we've just got Hopefully, too much quality, and that, yeah, I think three now would just be like a. I feel like most Man United fans would probably take that right now, to be honest, because they're they're. I mean, I saw someone saying like, "Oh, I'd take I'd take like a two three nil loss right now." It's like, how <laughs> it's just mad, like how the like we said, oh, like how, how the mighty have fallen, yeah, how the turntables <laughs> and Michael Scott were. like it's it it is glorious when you think like how all them years like they were just going to Old Trafford and they were coming to Anfield and it was just like. You're like, oh, I just take a draw, just like, just, just keep a clean sheet and get out there nil nil, whatever. And now they're like, oh, just, just batter us three nil and leave us alone. Like, just like, <laughs> just, it's just such a mentality change. And I just, I'm right here for it, which is, I just think it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, if we can win by three goals and get that, get, get that goal difference up a little bit more, then yeah, sweet, sweet as a nut. Um, right, we'll, we'll leave it there. That was a, that was a pretty short one, I guess for. What is going to be a massive, massive game, but um, I hope it, everyone's excited. I'm sure you are as, as we're getting closer and closer to kick off. Um, have a whatever you're watching it, whatever you're doing, have a boss time. And yeah, me and Christian shall as well. I'm sure Christian will be getting on the whiskeys. I'm sure you'll still be on the whiskeys by then, won't you? Well, it's a Sunday. That's the thing. You, I just want to mention that because you said that in the start of the show that you know it's a it's a late late Sunday. A kickoff uh, compared to what we used to yeah. <laughs> recently, and even if it's a Sunday, it's such a big game, so people don't mind being a bit hungover on the Monday because it's just one of them games where you start. Yeah. Let's just do this, have fucking fun, and then whatever we feel on Monday is another day. You you know? matter. Exactly, that's the thing. It's another day. It's you know, it's it's not before until like until tomorrow. So you know, it's a it's a different time, um, and I think I'll be the same because it's the last week at work before Christmas holidays. I only work four days. So I might have a few whiskeys. I might have a few bevies. And, you know, if we win, I don't mind being a little bit rough on the Monday because, you know, the taste of fucking glory. <laughs> <laughs> Override <laughs> and winning, yeah, and, yeah, Exactly. And winning against the Manx, you know, it, you know, I, I don't mind my, 
my headaches or you know feeling ill or whatever i take that and just go and have some mcdonald's and celebrate <laughs> i guess <laughs> oh, I, I hope all these dreams come true I, I honestly can't wait for it i mean of course the, the day of the kickoff like as soon as you wake up you're like oh it's match day oh it's man united yeah. straight away the nerves kick in immediately more than any other game but as soon as it kicks off and if Liverpool start well and get the win, then yeah, it's going to be absolutely boss. But we shall leave it there. Thanks very much to Christian for jumping on. Thanks to everyone. Actually, I need to do a shout out. For, I'm, I'm getting out of myself. I want to give a shout out to Jack Design. <clears throat> it's getting closer to the Man United game, which means it's getting closer to Christmas. So if you want to go and get some boss Christmas stuff, get over to Jack Design's um, website. It does loads of boss Liverpool related stuff. So if you want a new, brand new Liverpool mug or a calendar, t shirt, jumper, there's loads of Adidas Klopp designs on there, which he's brought out recently, which are selling like hotcakes. He puts them on sale at like 6 o'clock and they're gone by 6.01. So if you want to go over and buy some of that stuff for Christmas or you, for yourself, your nephew, your brother, your dad, whoever, whoever you know is a big Liverpool fan, get over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and enter the code COPPY10 on checkout and you can get yourself 10% off. If you can't remember that website, it's in our uh, link tree and it'll be a, in the description of the episode so you can just click on it and then add some stuff to your basket and then put cop out 10 on and yeah and you get 10 percent off and you're and you're you're loving life with 10 percent off and you've got money in your pocket um right now i'll say bye thanks for everyone for listening thanks to christian and yeah up the fucking reds bring on sunday and we'll, let's hope we batter them manks up the fucking reds i'm jamie carragher and you are listening to the cop podcast Podcast Network.